Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 Uh, I'm get my water. Okay. Well. <laughs> Welcome to another film critters processes. Processes. We're recording a lot of stuff. We like really are. Days. Yeah, we um, have a lot in the we have a lot in the pipeline. We got a lot of pipeline. We just did the new throws it back. We got yes. another new throws it back. We got to do. Uh-huh. We've got this processes. We're gonna have a. We're gonna do midsummer. Yeah. And we've got uh recording that one thing on Wednesday. The 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 new episode. The full. Oh episode, yeah. We have an actual script. We have. Oh, That's the update. We're trying to avoid talking about the actual two movies that we had to talk about today because they weren't. Very interesting. <laughs> I don't have very much to say about either of them. Well, I kind of have... I have more to say about the context behind them than about yeah. the movies themselves, which is really kind of fun. Yeah, I um, know. It's like we were, we were just like... I was like, yeah, we should just talk about them both because there's not much to talk about with either, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about regarding them. There just yes. isn't much to talk about seeing them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. And so first, and the reason we're pairing them up because they're both this is killer our small doll movies. soldier special. <laughs> Although we did not go see Annabelle come home yet, which oh um, yeah, no, that, that would have been I, a good part of the triumvirate, I think. Honestly, so honestly, my controversial opinion is that the second Annabelle movie really good. First mm-hmm. one, fucking. Wor- one of the worst fucking horror movies I've seen. Okay. It's so boring and bad. And, like, spoiler alert for Annabelle 1, it ends with a, a black woman committing suicide in order to save a boring white family. That's so wild. No, no, it's, it's, it's weird because, like, her value of it is come, she's like, well, my kid's dead. <laughs> so, therefore, I just don't have anything left in my life. But it's not uh, like her kid died in the movie. Like, she just doesn't have a child at the start of the film. And she's like, yeah, my son died. Hmm. It's it's a whack movie. It's <laughs> it fucking is boring. The, the the formula for conjuring movies to be good is you need like a house full of kids being terrorized, and that's what that's what makes the other ones good. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, I'm excited for Annabelle uh, comes home because I <laughs> assume just a shitload of kids getting terrorized. Okay. Yeah, sounds promising. Uh, speaking of kids being terrorized. Hmm. Uh. Child's Play 2019, yes. Stranger Things, the movie. <laughs> Listen, uh, are you ready for kids to say fuck in every horror movie? Are you ready Till Can the you end of time? deal with kids acting as if they are an 80s like <laughs> retrospect, but it's not the 80s, so it's kind of weird, but they're written <laughs> like they're kids from the It movie or the Stranger Things movie, but in the 2000s. I I think it's something that I would have really loved as a teenager because, like, as a teenager, my, my, my reaction to things like that was always like, fuck yeah, kids do cuss yeah. and, say, and say fuck words. Kids think it's funny when the doll uh, does a humping motion. Yeah, the doll dabs and... Uh, <laughs> Was it do, and says do it, 420. Does the doll dab in the movie? I'm trying to remember if that actually happens. I don't uh, think there's any dabbing. Some, the doll, the doll does something. Um, it, the doll, it's it's something that's like similar. It's like spiritually similar to flossing. Uh, there's also oh, there's also a part <laughs> where like, he like kills a person. He's like, look, Andy, what I did, and he just starts flossing on top of the body. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is literally a part in the movie where he says, "This is for Tupac," and he kills somebody. Oh yeah, um, and it's really tasteless and uh, bullshit. Uh, 
Zoomer humor, I guess I'll Zoomer, call it. Zoomers be like, Andy, <laughs> be like, Andy, you don't like me killing people? Oh, that's kind of cringe, bro. <laughs> You're going to lose subscriber if you don't let me kill your parents. <laughs> Andy, I killed your stepdad and you got upset. You're going to lose subscriber. <laughs> don't oh. lose subscriber, Andy. Um, Mark Hamill's really good, by the way. In, yeah, in Mark Hamill. So Mark Hamill's no Brad Dorif, I believe, is the popular opinion. Mm -hmm. But I will say, if this was just not a Chucky movie, it would have, I, it would have been a fine turn. Yeah, that's like the weirdest thing about this film is that it really didn't need to be a Chucky movie, and I feel like it hampered itself by trying to be a Chucky movie. Yeah, absolutely. This is the fundamental flaw of the film: is that what it definitely is trying to do, as much as the original Child's Play was about, like, creepy 80s, like, dolls, mm -hmm. like, doll crazes. Like, I was reading up on it. Like, that's what the original director was like. He was like, yeah, he was inspired by, like, the Cabbage Patch craze and, like, marketing and how marketing, like, brainwashes kids into wanting just the ugliest fucking dolls. <laughs> <laughs> the most horrible thing. Just the most disgusting little doll creatures. And so we made a horror movie out of it. And this one is definitely supposed to be, like, smart, smart Alexa, Bluetooth, uh, everything in your home is run is made by the same company. Yeah, but it's packaged <laughs> in like a like a child sized doll for some reason that has like an actual kill switch that can be engaged. Oh my god! And yeah. it's like okay, if they had just been like, here's a movie about um, I don't know, some sort of like Alexa. Alexa goes crazy. It probably sort of been stupid as shit. Yeah. Um. But at the very least, it wouldn't have been hampered by, like, we have to make the main villain a doll. Yeah, <laughs> An absolutely. animatronic doll. Which is making Five Nights at Freddy at that point. Yeah, and it, it was almost kind of hinting towards, like, there was, like, the, the Teddy doll, which I thought was, like, very Freddy Fazbear. Um, yeah. And, like, it, it hinted toward kind of, like, a way more interesting use of the technology that was being kind of parodied. But it, like, also... The, the planned obsolescence thing that they have where, yeah. like... Oh, Buddy 2 is coming. Yeah. So, like, the, nobody wants the original Buddy. Like, there's a lot of, like, things that they were suggesting would have been touched upon. Mm hmm And then they're just not. Yeah. Like, you have, oh, the whole, like, at the start of the film, they're like, Buddy interacts with your entire house. And you're like, aha, this is going to be some interesting kills. And then it's like he doesn't use that technology, like, at all. <laughs> yeah, or he uses it in really, like, Home Alone, Dumb and Dumber bullshit ways. Yeah. That are, like, not really satisfying or interesting. Uh, there's, like the, like, the only real time is when he kills that, like, pervert character. Yeah, and he turns the, he makes the pipe really hot. Uh-huh. Which, which doesn't really seem like he needed to be Bluetooth enabled for. <laughs> um, I guess is the part where he's, like, teasing Andy and, like, appears on the TV screen. Mm. That scene was kind of cool. But also weird because he, like, connects to a car toy at some point. Oh, yeah. And then there's the mall, like, the, the shopping center scene, I guess, technically. Mm. But that's oh, yeah. it. And, like, there's, but there's, like, there's a bunch of shit they do with drones also that was really fucking goofy. God, <laughs> that scene is so weird. But he flies drones into people in the little helicopter blades of the drones. Because he, he like attached razor blades or something to them. Oh, I, I missed that. Yeah, it's they don't show him doing it. It's just when they lift up, there's like razor blades on them. But it's shitty CGI, so it's hard to tell. Mm, um, yeah, it's not... 
it's not is the problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I felt like oh, like one of that the opening like commercial for like the buddy product, and then it smash cuts to um, a, a warehouse where like people who probably aren't being paid like pennies on the dollar. Oh yeah, are, are are making it. I was like, oh okay, this film is like actually not just we're gonna make a shitty remake. We're gonna make a shitty remake, and we're gonna like update the idea and we're gonna have some interesting concepts in it and then they just don't yeah <laughs> they're just fucking like just kidding um he he kills his stepdad and then puts his face on a watermelon and then you have to deal with some fucking sitcom ass hijinks for like 20 minutes while he's it's... like how am i gonna get it out of my house uh-oh i gave it to the neighbor laugh track yeah uh what's the name what are penny penny you slut the character <laughs> It's just big bang ass shit. It is, yeah. It's it's really uninteresting and it's really bumbling. Uh, I thought I'll... I thought Aubrey Plaza's turn was okay though. I just want to see Aubrey Plaza in a good horror movie now. Yeah, no, honestly, I, is what it comes down to. I I I think she absolutely has the capacity to be like a really good screen queen. Um, the director of this movie like did not know how to really direct her. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I believe her. I, I fully believe her as a mom character um, in in the grander context of like mom characters. But I also don't think that she was like, I don't know. I, I think that they were going for like a Winona Ryder Stranger Things kind of thing. But I, they but that's not really the angle I would have gone for. I guess. Yeah, no, like she she definitely she brings the mom energy to the role, but they definitely are trying to frame her as like. A cool young mom yeah and it's like no i think she actually works pretty well as she's like just a very cynical kind of like snarky mom yeah like that's a that is a type of mom who exists and yeah. she, she definitely does it but the, the movie definitely doesn't really like because then like her kind of character doesn't really make sense why she's dating the shitty like the shitty stepdad guy mm-hmm. like oh yeah no. like that type of mom like, yeah, she would date a shit bag, but it wouldn't be that kind of shit bag. It'd be like a dude with a bunch of tattoos who smokes inside. Yeah, that's true. And God, to, to give you kind of an idea, like, I don't really know even what to say about Child's Play. It's really soulless. Uh, yeah. And it's just really, it's just really boring. Uh, there's a scene where uh, the stepdad, like, charges into the room to, like, yell at the kid. And he's just like, listen, you you don't listen to me and you don't respect me uh, and something, something, blah, blah. And then he just leaves. And then the kid <laughs> and then the, the kid like flops over dramatically and shoves his face and face into his pillow. And he's just like, I hate him. I hate him so much. Oh, I hate him. I wish he should go away forever. Oh. And like has this meltdown and is like, what the fuck? Like you couldn't show like you wanted to just have a scene of abuse happening but you just didn't want to write or show abuse happening like make like make up your mind on what movie yeah on what the fuck is going on here like i like like not that the guy isn't like a shitty dick but it's like yeah it's treated as if like he just like came in and like hit the kid and like even later when she's like don't reprimand my child yeah it's like he just like yelled at your kid because the kid he thinks the kid tricked him into pissing his pants like what the fuck are you like what the fuck is going on in this movie yeah and then like the two dipshit friends 
Oh, I hate them. just don't. They're so underwritten. Yeah. They literally just, they're like fucking weekenders walk-ons. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're, <sighs> yeah, no, it's it's just a retro, they they just retrofitted uh, an old franchise over the, like, Stranger Things framework uh, against the wishes of the original creator, which yeah. is another thing. Which is, which is part of the context we wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, so if you don't, if you don't know... Literally everybody involved in like the original Child's Play series mm-hmm. pissed off at this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they were not consulted. They were not asked. Literally, they just like, because I was reading up on it, it's a yeah. different studio owns the rights to the first Child's Play. Uh huh. So they. This is bonkers. This is just a remake of just the first Child's Play. To an extent that the script had to be changed a few times because if they had anything that referenced or too closely uh, mimicked things that happen in the later sequels, they opened themselves up to a lawsuit mm-hmm. because it's just the first one that they have a right to make, which implies that even if this was successful, they couldn't make a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different vectors. Uh, there is... Uh, the thing, Don Mancini, the original uh, director, writer... Well, we were actually, like, re- while we were researching this, I came across a tweet that uh, he made of, like, Mariah Carey holding up a sign that said, I don't know her, and yeah. it was just like, this is all I have to say about the subject. Um, which is very funny. Uh, and, and but yeah, like, the original Child's Play franchise is, uh, it turns out, really steeped in a lot of, like, gay context, and has, like, Don Mancini is, like, one of the few... Uh, like gay, openly gay, openly gay horror screenwriters. Yeah, and um, and a lot of writing on like queer horror, like kind of the two two things that always get cited like reflexively is Nightmare on Elm Street two, because that's like, and that that's actually been recently confirmed. Like some of the original, I think writers or director or somebody on it, like confirmed that like yeah, we couldn't really say it for a long time, but no, it's it's supposed to be very overtly gay Mm. uh and the child's play series and not let's say the first one um but it's like as the series goes on they make it campier more and more intentionally and the director Mm -hmm. leaned into the idea of chucky as a campy figure because he's just like a foul-mouthed brash serial killer who knows occult magic and then he gets jennifer tilly like trapped in the body of a doll and it's like it's canonically is jennifer tilly (laughs) like it's not like Oh, oh, wait, no, sorry. She voices the doll, and then later in the series, she possesses Jennifer Tilly. I have, I, I really have to watch these. No, it feels it, like such an oversight. It's, it's been so... I've only seen the first Child's Play, and then growing up in high school, I watched Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. Okay. Uh, and those two are extreme. They are just flat-out horror comedies. But yeah, no, Bride of Chucky is like literally like it, she's voiced by Jennifer Tilly and later in the series she possesses the actress <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Tilly. That's fucking hilarious. I I love that. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really fun series. And like that's the reason why they were pissed is cuz it's not like, you know, they don't make the series anymore. Like they're still making them. Uh they had a new one Cult of Chucky came out like a year, maybe 2 years ago. And that was like a Netflix one, but it was still like it's it's this it's been the same like people involved with making the movies from the get go. Yeah. Uh, and they were just like, we're gonna maybe make the first one because legally we can. Okay. <laughs> Christ. Um. 
I was also talking to you about this. It's also interesting because, like, the first one, uh, it's not that it ages badly. It's that uh, throughout a good chunk of the film, it's supposed to be ambiguous whether or not... Yeah, um, this was, that was really interesting. Whether or not the child is doing it. Because when the film is introduced, uh, Andy is eight. He's eight years old. And... Uh, Chucky is basically sort of like a, is sort of like a my buddy kind of care like a, like doll. So it's like a child sized doll. So he and Andy are the same height, and they dress the same. Like Andy got like Andy likes like is really obsessed with it. So he also wears like coveralls and like a striped shirt. Mm. And so throughout the film, because you only see like the the killer like moving quickly and like out of the corner of your eye. It's heavily implied that Andy is the one killing people and that Andy is, like, blaming the doll because, like, he's, like, crazy. Um, and it's not until either halfway or about three-fourths of the way through the film when the mother, like, has, like, the doll and it, like, talks and she's, like, annoyed by it. So she f- takes it and she flips it over uh, and goes to take out the batteries and she opens it and no batteries have ever been put in it. And she goes, what the fuck? And turns it around. And then suddenly it turns into Brad Dorf Chucky where it's like, you son of a bitch! And like tries to kill her like right then and there. Wow. Uh, and it's it's a really good, well-executed scene, but it's definitely something where it's like, it it doesn't work as well when like, you know, Chucky is so nunded in our culture that we, we it's kind of like yeah. watching the first Friday the 13th and knowing that Jason, it's not Jason, it's his mother. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I've always known that it was the toy, like since... Like, I never got a chance to, like, see the movie and have that, like, arc of discovery or whatever. Um, but that, but that, I, hearing that, I actually was surprised, and that sounds really interesting. It's, it's a really, it is a very well-made movie. It, uh, it definitely holds up. It holds up, like, you know, if you, if you, if you're not the kind of person who's like, why is this 80s horror movie such an 80s horror movie? Like, if, right. you, if you go in knowing that it's an 80s horror film, it, it holds up really well. I liked it a lot. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then the rest just intentionally campy and goofy there's a reason why like he's on the cover of thunderdome albums <laughs> <laughs> yeah god yeah so in in conclusion they shouldn't have fucking made the new one it was, it, it, it's they really should it's it's the constant theme of remakes now where it's just it's like what if you just told a story that you very clearly wanted to tell yeah and didn't like fucking hamstring you're like stop doing instead of doing remakes just steal ideas <laughs> <laughs> do what everybody else does just do what everyone else like there's so many remakes i see where i'm like oh if you just like stole this idea and like so there's a i saw a trailer recently for a new jacob's ladder remake oh my god which is bizarre that's crazy uh but i was just like just steal the idea because i don't <laughs> feel like i don't feel like the horror of it quite translates as well with like modern like modern relationships to veterans. Yeah. So if you're going to be changing your movie substantially to acknowledge, to like acknowledge the new context of how we view veterans and how we view war, then just steal the movie idea and make a different movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like no, no one's going to, I don't know. No one's going to dock you points for catamarying ideas together. And in fact, I, I think it's a much more, I think it's a much healthier creative practice. Uh, and I, I think, yeah, like because I think the, the impulse of, like, what would this sort of idea and theme look like in modern filmmaking and modern, yeah. like, uh, modern times, I think that's a really good jumping off point to make your own art. Yeah. 
Uh, you don't have to be like, but I want the characters. <laughs> or if you're going to remake it, just go fucking bonkers with it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just accept and acknowledge that there's a really different context for, like, for every element of the story. Because um, we were talking about this with uh, with Kate on the Blair Witch episode. Yes. With, like, the bad Blair Witch remake where it's like, just rip off the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can just do that. Like, it's fine. I'd rather, Or if you're going to remake it, remake it into, like, fucking some absurd bizarre yeah. film that completely out of left field yeah which like wreck is kind of that yeah for, for blair witch and i love wreck like wreck is a fun ass film wreck is really good man i want to rewatch Wreck. remember when they remade it into quarantine <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i put that one out of my brain <laughs> i actually watched quarantine it's a piece of shit yeah no i i watched quarantine and it was really bad and i was like wow that really sucked and then i found out that it was a remake and i went and watched the original and i was like i really wish i didn't waste my time watching, the, <laughs> watching quarantine yeah um wreck is great um and child's play is not child's play is not child's play Sorry, Brian Tyree Henry, I love you. If there were a lot of really good, uh, if there were not, like, probably better horror films out right now, I'd say, yeah, if you really want to go see a horror movie, go watch it. Yeah. There are. <laughs> there are other <laughs> horror films out right now. Yeah. Um, Just watch the trailer for It, Chapter 2. Yeah. It's, it's it's a better, it's a more scary I, experience. I am sincerely excited for that. Hey, it Producers, you fucked up with this Child's Play one. Yeah. But you I did. will go. I will go see Stranger Things meets the Clown or whatever the fucking new one is. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I guess I'm excited. Um, but are you excited to talk about our next film? Well, I am. Ah, that's... but I guess what would you rather have spent your ticket price on? Oh yeah, this bit. Um, <laughs> God, what would I have rather have spent my ticket? Like, um, I bet you, you could probably find like for really cheap, like a, like a Blu-ray run or like maybe even a DVD run of like the original Child's Play series. Oh yeah. I, I, I'd pick that up. Cause I, I, they're, they're, they're like, most of them aren't on streaming. So like, it's hard to, it's hard to find, find them without stealing them. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely would have rather spent my money on that, like at, at a Goodwill or something like that. Um, I wouldn't rather have spent my money on, uh, like a secondhand Goodwill broken drone um yeah i was i was gonna say a doll i actually part of the reason why i really liked the original i i haven't seen most of the original child's plays mm -hmm. dolls are creepy dude yeah <laughs> dolls are actually fucking creepy they're, they're they're pretty they're pretty creepy i mean even you know you know no one no one likes to see a a, a face in the dark yeah of of of, of a creepy still Creepy still baby. Yeah. <laughs> With one eye, like, stuck. Yeah. Dolls do suck. Yeah. They're bad. Um, speaking of which... Uh, so there was a poster, you know, so the Checky... Sorry, the Child's Play remake uh, yeah. social media team. They've been a little cheeky lately. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they just put out a new poster on their Twitter where it's like, ah, Chucky's already home. And it's like he, he killed Annabelle from the movie poster for the new Annabelle movie. But before that... Uh, they did ones where it's like, there's a new sheriff in town, and it's like uh, Chucky walking away from like a bloody and fluffy dead cowboy, much like <gasps> Toy Story 4. That's oh, right. shit. Chucky clapped back. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> Epic fucking own on the billion dollar movie franchise series 
that has too many fucking toys in it. Um, There's so many fucking toys in this movie. There's too many goddamn characters. You know who has like two lines of dialogue? Jesse. Jesse. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I There's heard... too many characters. She doesn't get the chance to... She literally is not a character in this movie. She could She's just be so written gone. out. Oh my god. Like, I, she was literally... I liked her I liked her so much when I saw the second one as a kid. Uh and she's a real she I I still stand that she's a pretty well written character in the second movie. I think so too. Cause like the first one is just like, you are a toy. What does it mean to be a toy? And then the yeah. second one is like abandonment issue. <laughs> Anybody here got abandonment issues? <laughs> <laughs> uh and then the third one was will we accept death or <laughs> <laughs> That's what that's that is like the perfect way to summarize Toy Story 4 is that in the third movie, they accepted death. <laughs> and now here's the fourth one. <laughs> and now the fourth. And now Tim Allen's midlife crisis where he fucks his hot Bo Peep wife. Oh my God. So yes, um, Bo Peep is now a sexy van lifer. It's, uh, it is the audacity <laughs> of the of the Bo Peep rebuild so obviously baiting. Yeah. And we're just taking the bait. <laughs> it's very, uh, she, yeah, no, she, she's very, um, she's, she's very got mowing. short hair now. Yeah. She's got a cool outfit. She's Ariel she's got... wearing a shirt that says like nap time, please. Oh my God. <laughs> like the, it's that, it's that shit that Disney's been doing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, all of the shirts, all of the shirts at the, uh, at the street fair, with, like, the Tennessee whiskey <laughs> crop top being worn by the fucking girl from Aladdin or whatever. Oh my god, uh, just fucking, uh, punk edit of Bo Peep as a main character in this film. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and she has that cool, like, raccoon car. I did like the raccoon car, I thought that was, I thought that was cute. I thought it was, here's, here's... My biggest problem was when they introduced her lesbian girlfriend. The fact that I no. knew they were going to immediately be like, they're not gay. It's fine. I I didn't read it that way. I don't, her tiny. Her. I, I th- they had they had a best friend vibe. All right. I, listen, not different strokes for different folks, different interpretations for different friend. All interpretations are valid. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's very true. Um, but. Yeah, that damn that was a character. There's uh, too many characters. Too many fucking characters. So, going down the list, main characters in this film. Yes. Woody. Uh-huh. Buzz. Uh-huh. The doll that Bonnie owns. Yes. And these are just toys. These aren't like the many adults who are in this film. There are at least four different kids. Um because there's Andy, Andy's sister, Bonnie, um the little girl in the antique shop. Uh-huh. Bonnie's family, the little old woman who runs the antique shop. These are humans. Toys. We have Andy Buzz, um, Bonnie's doll, Rex, Slinky Dog. Yeah. I think the pig talks. uh, Mr. Potato Head is kind of plot relevant. Um, Bonnie's... She has like a dinosaur toy or something that like wants to get the dad arrested. Um, Does Mrs. Potato Head say anything? No, they think they just use her ear. Okay. Or her eyes or something. Okay. Uh, uh, Jesse. Yeah. Key and Peel. Key and Peel are here. Are, who, as one and two characters at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, Kristen Shaw has one line. Evil. Wait, which one was Kristen Shaw? She was the Triceratops. 
Is that the one he wants the dad to get arrested? No, that's a different one. <laughs> so that's, yeah, there's another one. Um, who else do we have in this? Uh, Keanu Reeves is a main character as uh, as the stuntman toy. Oh, Evil Knievel toy. Yeah. Um, Bo Peep, Bo Peep's tiny cop yeah. friend. And then you have the doll in the antique store. The doll in the antique store and her doll sidekicks. Yes, multiple of which. Multiple of them. Um... Are there any other? I feel like there's maybe one or two. There's too many fucking toys in this movie. It's so fucking bloated. Like, imagine if they cut Key and Peele. Hey, you know? Like, Key and Peele literally are just in the film. Oh, and and Sporky. Or Forky. Forky. Yes, that's right. Sorry, the the one that they pushed really heavily in the advertising, I forgot. Because he's basically a MacGuffin. Um... God, what a fucking... There's so many what fucking a toys. What a disaster. There's... There, Key and Peel. I love them. They yeah. add nothing to this movie. There is absolutely no... They are 100% point. there to because they're like, we need our sassy character quota. Mm-hmm. And we didn't write any characters to be sassy. Yeah. And it's so bloated because, like, I feel like the the sort of the one of the one of the thorough lines, which is the one antique doll with the fucked up voice box, who thinks that if she has a good voice box, the the little girl will love her, and then she's just like, eh, I don't care, I don't like dolls. Yeah. Um. That alone could have been an interesting plot line. Like, yeah. what do you do when you are? think that you are fundamentally broken that's yeah. that is an acceptable continuation of these themes mm-hmm. you know the new generation doesn't care about death they care about who will hold them as they go sweet <laughs> as they go into the that sweet sweet night <laughs> but her plot line is just like i don't have a voice box that works 50 scenes of bullshit f- featuring other characters i'm manipulating sporky 50 scenes of bullshit uh involving other characters Woody, you don't understand, Woody. Actually, I do understand. <laughs> Here's a dumb crying child for you to be friends with. <laughs> I just, like, it It really has the same problem. Like, I feel like Disney movies have ADHD or something. Like, they don't really know what they want to say. And then they kind of, like, fall off of the track of what they were, like, building up to. Like, there's this whole shit with like forky having like an existential crisis and just like being like i'm trash i'm trash uh and then like kind of just being like okay i'm i'm toy actually uh i I am given value by greater beings than myself yeah forky confirmed for fascism (laughs) (laughs) um and then and and then it just kind of falls into this narrative about this uh, like doll in an antique store, and but then there's also this narrative about like this like lifestyle of being out on the road and out on yourself and like and and Woody retiring because yeah. Bonnie doesn't give two shits about him. Yeah, but he has this weird paternalistic relationship to her. Yeah, that that goes like really far. And he has all these weird, like, moments of just being, like, Andy, I mean, Bonnie, uh... It's... It's a weird movie. It's just a movie that's all over... It's like everybody at Pixar's Neurosis is put into one film. Yeah, definitely. And I... 
I I think it struggles from okay, like this movie also has uh obviously a lot of outside context to it. Um, yeah. So, uh, so we we wanted to talk a bit about the context. Uh, Do we want to bring that up into the? <laughs> I think. Well, it it has to. It's the elephant in the room. John Lasseter, uh, was such a such a work sex pest idiot dipshit like casting couch rapist type like that he actually had official handlers at Pixar according to Wikipedia oh my who God. were just like who who had to remind him about his urges it, is it says official chastity cage key holders Fuck! <laughs> just guys walking around with like tasers and when he got too horny they just zap his boner oh my god the that... problem and the reason they had to let him go he learned to like it <laughs> wow that's basically what happened yes it's uh it's it unreal how often like you hear about Hollywood sex pest types because like yeah. I, I I think that like the Hollywood sex pest thing like kind of distracts from the fact that there are larger issues of sexual harassment in like all workforces. Absolutely. But I think the reason people are obsessed with the Hollywood ones is not just because it involves rich and famous people, but because they are fucking cartoon characters about it. Like it's never yeah. like you know like. It's never the experience that, like, a lot of people have had, or, or no people who've had, rather, at least, where it's, like, I had a boss who was, like, way too forward, or I had, like, yeah. a, a co-worker who was in a position of power over me who, like, kind of leaned on that to ask me out on a date. It's always, like, he. it's always, like, Louis C.K. level, like, he cornered me after a show and was, like, watch me jerk off. Yeah. Like, shit that's just completely, like, what... Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, why did you even remotely think that that's a normal human behavior? The literal most brain worms shit. It is so annoying. Um, and yeah, John Lasseter can suck my ass. Uh, and so they basically, like, hired somebody. Um, they hired a couple people to, like, rewrite the script. They apparently rewrote, like, So did he actually quarters. work on the script before he was out? Uh, while you're looking this up, I do want to point out I'm still infuriated that the cover of Toy Story 4 features Key and Peele doing this, like, sassy posture when their hands are sewn together <laughs> in the movie. And they just said, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. They're not sewn together on the poster. <laughs> fuck it. Also, why does Sporky have a spoon and a fork? He doesn't have that in the movie. He has, like, weapons. <laughs> what the fuck is going on on this poster? <laughs> Tim story by John Lasseter, yeah. So he, he yeah. definitely worked on the ori original story. At yeah, least. so John Lasseter and Rashida Jones, and then they basically all were like, or 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 the other two beside aside from uh, John Lasseter were just like, fuck this, uh, and handed it off to uh, the person who worked on Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, so ha they they handed off the script to uh, Stephanie Folsom. Uh, and uh, allegedly also uh, Andrew Stanton. Oh, and Andrew Stanton's been there for a while. He's yeah, actually... no, he's he's one of the guys who's worked on a lot of Pixar films. Yeah, he's worked on like Bugs Life and stuff. He's like like the less like the less famous of the guys who've been there forever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's him and Stephanie Folsom who we we figured out. Uh, I, I guess allegedly had uncredited uh, writing work done on uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, so from what I had seen, it looks like it was like this weird thing where they credited her incorrectly. Like they credited her as story by, oh, yeah. but story by is never the writing credit. It's the, like the person who came up with the idea. Right. 
it, it's like it's like when Channel Zero uh, like does their things. It's usually story by and whoever wrote the original creepypasta. Yeah. So basically, it fucked her out of getting a screenwriting credit, <laughs> 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 which is like what she needs to be in the writer's guild. <laughs> Fucking a. Thanks, Marvel. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, so then Pixar, you know, they brought her on to to fix this movie. <laughs> to fix this dog shit movie, which um, it's kind of which it's kind of sad that it didn't work uh, because like it it feels it feels kind of like it's on this really rickety framework. Um, Did and... you know that there's a character in this film called Betty called Bitey White, who's voiced by Betty White? And there's no. a character called Cheryl Burnett. Who's voiced by Carol? But hold on, is this real? I don't believe this. I'm I'm having trouble believing this. That there's apparently a bunch of characters with names like Melephant Brooks, voiced by Mel Brooks. <laughs> what the fuck, Cheryl Burnett? Yeah. Bitey White. Patricia. Oh wait. Carl Reiner Rosserus, who is played by Carl Reiner. Who are these characters? Are these like real characters in the movie? <laughs> Are these just like minor background? Oh, you know what? I know who characters they are. There's too That's many fine. characters in the movie. Remember the old toys in the closet? Oh, yeah. That's who they are. They hired a bunch of forgotten old Hollywood actors and like Mel Brooks to voice. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, because I thought I heard Mel Brooks. There. I just I remember that now. I just thought it was probably somebody at Pixar just doing an old Jewish man voice. Like I figured it was, mm. it was one of their like stable of actors and they're like, voice, voice this character. And he's yeah. just like, ah, Jewish man. Sure. I'll go with that one. I don't think their hands are stitched together. So that's not a, that's not an official screenshot from the film. Are you sure? Yeah. No, these are all like pre-render images, but their hands are sewn together. No, they're not. Yes. That's like their whole character trope no, in that film. No. So that's from the, that's from the teaser. That's why their hands aren't sewn together. Okay. Hold on. We've, me and Jay have been having this argument. We've been having this argument about whether or not Keenan, Key and Peele's uh, hands That's are sewn how, together. That is, by the way, how little attention I've paid to this movie. I'm also going to move it away from my face. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Sorry, I was, I was getting really aggressively close to be like, no, their hands are sewed together. They're sewn together. Um, you got to find ones that aren't from the aren't from the teaser. See, there. There they are. Oh, that's hard. Well, that's from when they were holding their hand. Because they're sewn together. They're not sewn together. Because there's like the whole bit he has where like he can't like... Like when they think that there's been an accident and he sees the fluff. Oh. Uh, and then it turns out that the guy's just underneath a box that's directly next to him and he like pulls him out while he's trying to cry. Because mm. they're supposed to be those toys where like their hands are sewn together because they're best friends or whatever. Oh, right. I, gu- I guess. It's, uh, it's weird. It's weird because half the, it's like all the promotional material for them, their hands are not sewn together. <laughs> But in the actual movie, their hands are sewn together. But they're such yeah. nothing characters. <laughs> who? Yeah, it's like, who cares, I guess, at the end of the day. But also, I literally can't remember. Fuck this movie. Fuck you, John Lasseter. Man, Toy Story 3 fucking sucked. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Everyone who's like, oh, I cried. I cried at the end of Toy Story 3. He's like, grow the fuck up. You're a baby. That's I'm, mean. That's mean of me. I shouldn't say that. No, I should it's probably true. back up my no, opinion. No, it's fine. No, it's true, though. I mean, I didn't really, like... I will say, uh, confession, I cried during Toy Story 4. During Toy Story 4? Yeah. Wh- which part? The, the little lost kid with the doll. 
I've just I'm real well, fucking I'm a re- and the thing is like I was um, it was crying while also being mad because I was like fuck it's working, but because it's just I'm a real fucking sucker for like shit involving upset kids. Yeah, like no, shit that like real. shit that involves upset kids just like hits me like really hard. Uh, and so this like really sad little girl like finding a doll and like that giving her enough like giving her something to take care of so that she can have enough like anxiety maintenance to go out and like find her parents. It's such like emotional, like manipulation. Yeah. And it fucking worked on me. That was the only part of the movie where that had any emotional resonance with me at all. That's, I think that's fair because I think that's kind of the good, I think that's kind of the nugget like core of the franchise. Um, because like, the 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 cell line of the Toy Story franchise is like, what if toys came to life and they, you know, cared about kids uh, who they played with and um, they had to do all sorts of shenanigans to manage in the big old big old world out there to to do it all for the kids or whatever. Which is not to say that like the kids are like a major part of the original movies, but they but they kind of were like. Yeah, like, like the, their presence, time. their presence yeah. is an important element to it. Yeah, and their lack thereof is an important element to it. Absolutely. Um, whereas, like in the third one, it had just gotten gotten to such a point of like, like definitely all of the movies are like really manipulative uh, and really and really kind of like just this this really specific kind of narrative. Uh, and the third one is kind of just like. Fuck all that. This is about the toys now. And <laughs> they and they're it's so masturbatory. It's just like it's they're they're important, like, you know, growing and changing, and it's just like well they're toys. Like yeah. <laughs> like for for what? For who? Yeah, what are they what are they growing to Why when <laughs> when their ultimate goal is to just be played with yeah exactly like their their life's goal hasn't really changed they've just they just recognize what death is now they recognize it as a concept they don't know how that's useful for playing with toddlers (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of outside the purview of that activity but it's also strange because it seems to because the thing is do they really embrace death when in this film it then takes away the, the concept of death and that children bring them to life yeah it's so irrelevant I mean, I guess, like, if a toy is destroyed utterly in a garbage disposal, it's dead. Mm. But then you, but then Sporky can be made from trash. And Sporky <sighs> is given life by just being played with. I don't. But he's so conscious I, of the fact that he's trash. I just don't. I think... don't. I know that we're doing the thing where we're overthinking a kids movie, but it's very much so like well, in that's... a franchise this long, introducing new concepts like that really fucking throws a wrench in the works. It, it, and that's the thing. Like my my issue is that like this is not really the stage for John Lasseter's existential bullshit. Uh, not not because you can't do that in a kids movie. I think there are tasteful ways to to go about that. But like I. Am not I, I I just don't really Is this the get franchise like, to do it in? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like and how and these characters really aren't that deep and I don't really I don't really need to 
I don't know. Like, I'm I'm not everybody. I'm not every American. I don't feel like I need to spend that much time with these characters. It's it's really weird in this film how that ends up leading to things like Buzz Lightyear being a dumbass, being like a himbo. Yeah. When like the first movie he feels like such a different character. When yeah, like the first movie is literally about him finding a sense of identity through religion. Uh, <laughs> is about a, an alcoholic man finding purpose with his life. Um, oh my God. But, and then in this movie, he's just a himbo who doesn't understand the concept of a conscious. Yeah. <laughs> who literally does not have consciousness. Oh my God. Yeah. Meanwhile, Woody's like, ah, oh, what's my life if I'm not fucking or making a kid happy? <laughs> and he chooses fucking at the and end. he chooses fucking. Good for Woody. I'm glad they went with that ending because it means they can't make any more movies. They better fucking not. I mean, they, they'll probably try to, but they'll, yeah, they'll it's going to be garbage. Yeah. Remember when they just wrote Bo Peep out of like the third movie? Yeah, I do remember <laughs> They that. just fucking wrote her out and then they're like, no, we, no, that wasn't, that wasn't because we realized that we introduced two potential love interests for Woody. No, that's. Which. She, it was because uh, we were setting up her arc in the new movie. Okay. Can we talk about that? So like Jesse, Jesse's whole thing is, is you were, you were talking to me about this before. Jesse's whole thing is like abandonment issues. Yeah. Jesse gets abandoned in this movie. Twice. Twice. Yeah. She gets repeatedly. So like in the second movie, her whole thing is abandonment issues. And then in the third movie, all of the toys are abandoned by Andy. Yeah. And then in the fourth movie, Woody abandons her. <laughs> yeah. So basically... All of her worst fears came true, and she's just kind of... Like, in, like, multiple senses. Uh, uh, yeah. and She and, can't even trust other toys. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't get any, like, time with her for that. Oh, my God. That's literally the next one, isn't it? Literally, what her emotional... Like, th th once her emotional issues were resolved in the last... In the second movie, fuck it. Who cares what she thinks? <laughs> we don't pay her to think. <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay her voice actor to, to say what she's thinking. Um, it's... Like I said, no, it's it's really depressing because it's like I I really liked her emotional exploration in the second movie. Yeah. And then she's just increasingly fucking backgrounded. Mm -hmm. Now she's just replacement Woody. Like yeah. now she's actually positioned as like oppositional to Woody <laughs> yeah. in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's this whole like their dynamic kind of just changes to this like mentorship thing. Uh, and it's. Sucks. I, it sucks. It sucks. There's no breathing room in this movie for really any concept to grow. Um, too too many plots. Too many ideas. Too many. Too many fucking characters. Too many fucking. Pick cooks. at least two plots. Yeah. Just two. You can just pick two <laughs> plots. Why is Forky there? Well, that's how they get to the antique shop so that they can have the storyline of the doll. But in order to resolve the storyline of the doll, we need four more storylines. Fuck my life. <sighs> just Bonnie goes on vacation to the park and Woody sees Bo Peep's thing in the window. Yeah. Forky, completely unnecessary character. <laughs> I, Disney, Disney probably has a lot of writers meetings and they probably have a lot of things that they get really attached to. Um, I mean, I could definitely see they're like, Forky's like a fun, quirky character who will appeal to the millennials because he's trash. <laughs> and then people can post gifts of him going, I'm trash. And people be like, I love that movie. I'm going to go buy it on Blu-ray. 
<laughs> I'll go. I'm gonna go support the Disney Corporation because I grew up with these characters and I care about them. And that's why I like the one that's trash that was invented for this film and has maybe ten minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Fuck Pixar. Fuck John Lasseter. Fuck Tim Allen. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, snitch. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you did. Fucking piece of shit. Everyone everyone involved in this movie is a piece of shit. Tim the tool man Taylor. <laughs> but he's with that tool. <laughs> Tim with that tool, man. <laughs> I'm I think that I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think that I'm Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I will say this: Tom Hanks' turn is his himbo Buzz Lightyear. Not bad. And he I mean, he like, does. It's again. It's I mean, it's the performances are fine. It's Pixar. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, okay, the performances are fine. I think the other reason why Key and Peele are weird in this movie is that they feel like they feel like they're written. It feels like. Other people tried to write Key and Peele yeah. improv. They were they were playing their Mad TV characters. Of, yeah, of those uh, the the dudes on Jeopardy. It that it was those guys, but in Toy Story. Yeah, and so it was just really really weird because like when I found it was Key and Peele, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But I was like, I would not have when I was watching it, I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's Key and Peele. I was just yeah. like, who are these characters who are clearly supposed to be Key and Peele types? Yeah, it felt it felt pretty gratuitous. Um, and not very, not very lived in. The, the one line that I did like with them was the bit where they're like, "All right, like, like, like when first for like five minutes in the film, they think that like they're gonna be they're gonna join Bonnie's team, uh, and they're like, uh, he's like, he's like, which one do you think Bonnie uh, will like more? Say, <laughs> say me. <laughs> and then he's like, no, he's like, no, 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 say me. And he's like, no, 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 say me. Like that, that bit is really funny of just yeah. like, which one do you think she's going to like more say me? <laughs> like, yeah. like no pauses in his sentence. Just like say me. <laughs> say me. Just say me. Just, no, it's easy. Just say me. Just say me. So no, it's going to be it, like that. That bit was cute. Uh, and then like any other time they're on screen, it was just like, oh, I got to kill a couple minutes screen time, huh? <laughs> yeah, not enough characters. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I have more. Um. Oh, then there's like the three army men uh, in the sandbox scene. Oh, yeah. There's so many characters in this movie. Fucking I. There's I a... can't wait to buy toys of all of them. Do you do you do you happen to recall what the after credits uh, scene was? Because I I, I no, I think I left. I think as, <laughs> I think as soon as that movie ended, I fucking booked it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. The after credit scene is actually. Uh. You remember the part in the movie, the singular bit in the movie where um. There's a character who keeps trying to get a high five. Keeps trying to do the high five. Yeah. Um, at the end of the movie, it's the Pixar Studios logo, but instead of the lamp jumping in, it's the evil Knievel character who like ramps onto the eye and like breaks it and goes, haha, oh yeah. And he looks at the camera and then the, that little army man comes up from the side of the screen with his arm up and then. Keanu Reeves' character holds his arm up and they high five and it's over. Aren't you glad I'm, I told gl you that story? I'm glad his emotional arc ended because no one else is in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. What, what was Bo Peep's motivation? Um, <laughs> not be adopt. Not be. Not be owned by a kid. So instead, she's owned by a man. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah.
God. I was so pissed when that whole thing started. I was like, they're going to end up having them get back together. And that's like, that's such a reversal of like what her character arc is currently suggesting. Yeah. What a stupid movie. Fucking dumb movie. All right. Well, this feels. <laughs> oh, yeah. The 50- ship. Throw Woody in the trash. Yeah. Woody should have burned. They should. They all should have died at the end of the third one. That's how the third one should have fucking ended. Remember when, like, before the third movie came out, there were fake spoilers that uh, Woody dies, and then that scene came up, and people would laugh at it, and then that scene came up, and everyone was like, "Oh fuck! Well, those- <laughs> oh fuck! Those spoilers weren't fake." And then, unfortunately, they were. Yeah. I bet Disney leaked those fake spoilers. God, you're right. That's probably why people had an emotional response to that fucking bullshit scene. I feel like Disney is dissolving our freedoms one by one. Yeah. And, and Marvel. This, I mean, they bought Marvel. They bought Marvel, and they're slowly replacing the government, and they're slowly taking away uh, any and all civil liberties and any freedom of expression on uh, social medias. Uh, and, um, and you can only criticize them enough that they can put it in their movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I can't wait until the new Wreck-It Ralph comes out and there's a scene where Mulan just says everything we're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then a character goes like, yeah, but I like stuff. And then it's like, ah, ha, ha, we acknowledge it so we don't have to change it. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I... <sighs> uh, in conclusion, rather than the ticket price, I would rather spend it on a fucking gun to shoot myself. <laughs> uh... Um, I would have rather spent it on buying the inevitable dojins of, uh, of Butch Daddy Bo Peep that are going to come out. <laughs> what are you glad you didn't spend your, your ticket price on? Um, I mean, it was better than three. So I was going to say they they did take it off of all streaming platforms. So if I had been one of those idiots who was tricked into buying one of the trilogy box sets, I would have regretted that <laughs> more than seeing this. Oh, did they? Because take... then I would have seen shit that I wouldn't have. I've I've already seen. Did they take Toy Story three down off of everything? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably back now, but they they took it off to get people to pay for it before watching the new one. That's so funny. That's Disney, baby. That's Disney, baby. You you guys love Disney. Y'all right. love Disney, right? Sorry, I, gotta... I sound like a leftist shithead, but no, I mean you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but also I... it's true. Yeah. Um. So I gotta piss. So let's wrap this up. All right. Bye. Well, bye. <laughs> Jay's got her rock and piss. Uh, we'll see you later. Um, we're going to see you uh, later this month with... Uh, Midsummer. Mid- Midsummer. And then and hopefully a- soonish. Uh, a new episode. A new episode. And we love you all very much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>